the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I have an event coming up. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar in Berkeley, February 9th from 11 to 1 p.m. So it's a lunchtime event, daytime event. Double Tree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel. Registration is $25, but if you use the registration passcode for radio, it's called Retire123. Retire123. You can get in free of charge. A lot of retirement planning issues are very complicated. And I do think you get to a point where you accumulate wealth and you wealth manage. And I think this is one of those events where you need to start learning the concept of wealth management and meet CFP, Chad Burton, New Focus Financial, uh, to discuss some issues. Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. How are you, Chad? Great. How about you? I'm okay. So, uh, doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, you work with successful retirees. That's kind of an interesting start to a question right there. Um, all the time, yet you keep seeing surveys where over 50% of Americans uh, don't have enough saved. and Typically, they come from like a Fidelity or a TD Ameritrade. Um, what's the reality here? Are we succeeding as a nation or are we failing as a nation? Uh, well, when it comes to personal finance, I think we're failing as personal a nation. Finance. For okay. sure. I mean, it's... Um, it just, you know, even having conversations with my son, who's a junior in high school, um, it's, 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 there's really not a lot of, here's how you live life, the reality of paying bills and investing in 401ks and having to save 10%. That all comes from your parents versus any kind of a school. And the reality is here, the people that I see that are successful in retirement, they've either uh, you know, worked really, really hard building some sort of a business, whether it's tech, whether it's construction and real estate, um, you know, asbestos removal, whatever it may be, janitorial work, people that have built a business and really put a lot of sweat equity in, or people that saved at least 10% of every paycheck since the day they started in retirement plans. And they also, those, those types of people said, intended to save more when the market corrected because they thought of it as on sale or save more when they got bonuses and things like that. They were just always diligently looking towards the future. 
Um, or there's people out there that really hit it big in stock options if they had a good exit for their company. And then there's those that, um, uh, you know, more and more, thanks to this amazing generation of people that were in, you know, lived through the Depression era and then fought in World War II, they were diligent savers. They saw the Depression, so they, they realized how important it was to save money, and a lot of times they'll just hold on to that. And that's passing on to the boomer generation right now. So there's a lot of people, Rob, that get saved from a life of living and working till the day they die to being able to finally retire because they inherit money. Now, inheritance, it's, uh, you know, I think we, I, I'm a little bit older than you. And I kind of grew up in the, uh, the television era where I was like, you've just inherited and you get this lawyer come out and he says one million dollars and it's like woo you've hit the you know the, the payday it's time to to retire and uh you go to your boss and you quit on the spot um does that typically happen or is it or is that television retirement or what should does retirement look like when you do get the inheritance well the the, the stuff that makes the news in the tv are the people that get the inheritance or win the lottery and then they're on tv because they're bankrupt after five years that's very so, common, and that's that's crazy sad. <laughs> and that's why it's like winning the lottery is a curse for some people. Um, first of all, it's time for advice. And if the, the people that don't do anything, in fact, the, the people that don't quit work when they win the lottery or they inherit money and they don't tell other people about it so they're not constantly asking them for loans, uh, those are the people that do well. They They kind of just act like nothing's happened so far. It's time for advice. They take time building a team. Um, they're not panicked about sitting in cash for a while or holding on to what they inherited until they get a good team built. CPA, which is the accountant, a certified financial planner, which is kind of the quarterback, and then you know even an attorney involved. Um, so it's time for advice because you may think it's a lot of money, but a million dollars right now with where bonds are and where CDs and cash are, maybe if you're 65 years old, that would kick off 38 grand a year for the rest of your life, and that's. You know that's tough to live on in the Bay Area, so that might still not be enough. For example, recently there was um, a plan for a couple that actually did inherit some money, and so they were seeking advice. They listened to this show, in fact, and so they came in and they were really kind of in a spot, Rob, where they're going to have to work another twenty years until they were seventy-five. Um, okay. So after we did a financial plan. We came up with the idea that um, you've got a, a lump sum of money that you can now live off of, which would allow them to defer a lot of their current taxable income into, uh, we did a regular 401k for the husband, and that lowered their tax bracket enough to where their taxes were very low, so the wife was maxing out the Roth side of the 401k, and then they were both doing Roth IRAs for each of them. So they're doing over thirty grand a year into pre into Roth buckets, which were are you know tax free later in life. And so by kind of shifting money around into different buckets and figuring out what you're living off of, which doesn't always have to be your paycheck, could be passive income. They went from working to the day they die to inheriting some money to a six year path to retirement. So they were smart because they got it. They, you know they came in, they received advice. Um, and realized that they inherited a large chunk, but it's still not quite enough. Don't quit yet because there's a ton of age discrimination in the Bay Area. Um, and you and I both have had experiences and even, you know, our own families with people that have inherited money and spent it all and then some. 
<laughs> Very much so. Um, and that's tragic, especially when they're in their like mid-40s. Um, that money could have gone a lot further than it did. Uh, but you also talked about a little age discrimination, and I see it more and more where people are in their 40s, can't get jobs at Facebook or Google, or do get jobs at Facebook and Google as kind of babysitters to the younger engineers, which is kind of humbling. Right. Uh, you and I are going to be doing a big event coming up uh, February 9th, Doubletree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. It's $25, but use the code RETIRE123 to get in for free. More information is at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, let's uh, plow through a little bit more content if we can. Do people typically um, – how, ex- how do you handle that expected inheritance in projections? Because – I, I've seen an inheritance that were expected to be large dwindle, dwindle, mm-hmm. dwindle as the person lived on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, if you're, you know, 60 years old and your parents are 85 and then both of them go into a nursing home for 5, 10 years, that, that inheritance could be gone. So right. we usually talk people out of using it in their projections at all or if they're really adamant about it, then a, a huge discount, maybe 20% of the number that they're thinking. And even then, I'm really uncomfortable and we run what-if scenarios. If that doesn't come in, how long will you work? Um, sometimes though, there are specific assets that might pass down, like you know, rental properties or apartments and things like that. I'd be very hesitant to put it in your own planning projections. Just like if you're under 50, I would, be, I would not put Social Security in your planning projections because I think it will be replaced by higher taxes. So make sure you can retire without it. Thanks very much. One of my friends, Chad, she was expecting an inheritance from her very wealthy real estate father, but he ultimately ended up remarrying after divorcing his mother, and basically nothing went to her except for $10,000. So we see it all the time. Thanks very much. It's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, big event coming up February 9th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel. You can sign up for the event at you can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget when you do sign up, use the promo code retire123 to get in for free. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Kind of toying with a weak voice. Either way, I feel bad for is uh, people who get false news thrown out about them all the time. And one of the people I see that gets the worst is Kelly Clarkson. You always see these outrageously fat pictures of her, and it's usually not her. And it's like Kelly Clarkson gained a hundred pounds. Look at her now. 
I, that would but that would bug me really. That would make me insane. Uh, fake news. Isn't it funny that we've learned the idea and the concept of fake news? So Netflix had a real nice quarter. They added a third more subscribers than expected. Shares jumped to an all-time high. Um, the big issue with Netflix is they're saying, you know, take a look, take a look, take a look. Um, down the road, uh, Time Warner's going to be a big competitor. But Time Warner's not that big of a competitor yet. But that doesn't mean that they won't be. So, real nice quarter coming out of Netflix. They said they plan to release more than 1,000 hours of original programming this year, up from 600 hours last year. They signed a huge deal with comedian Jerry Seinfeld to stream a show, Comedians in Cars, Getting Coffee. Um, a lot like Amazon, it's a tough company to value because they're not focused on earnings. Down the road, they're going to need to focus on some earnings. But right now, they could just keep going, okay, well, we're going to get more content from Europe. We're going to get more content to Latin America. We're going to get more... To- it's kind of like, look over here. No, look over here. No, look over here. We've got subscribers over here. Uh, I'm not saying don't own it, but let it be the craziest stock you own if you want to own it. It's hold a work of rise for taking action in any stocks mentioned. Uh, you can get like a good diversified tech fund if you wanted to cut down on some risk and yet still get some exposure. Housing starts totaled 1.2 million in December versus expectations of 1.20 million. So it was just pretty close. Um, November starts were revised up. We don't have enough housing in the United States. That's one of the biggest problems. And we were very slow to add it versus where the demand is. So it's a big supply-demand kind of issue. Let's bring in Tony Mendez to talk a little bit more about real estate and what supply and demand and all this kind of concepts mean to you. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He typically comes on, talks real estate, talks mortgage lending with me. I saw a recent report out that the average wage in America grew 1.7% last year. Now, some cities were better than others. San Francisco up 3.7%. Baltimore up 3%. Seattle up 2.7%. Atlanta up 25 in income. D.C. up 2.4%. St. Louis and Houston also on the list. What's interesting to note about that is real estate skyrocketed in San Francisco in the last year. Yes. And part of this is, you know, the medical and science jobs in San Francisco are paying a little bit more. But also, like Twitter and the IPO um, made a lot of little millionaires. And millionaires don't mind paying 10% over asking price as long as they get the location, location, location. So the incomes, in my opinion, is what drives real estate. So across the United States, real estate incomes in the United States have been pretty stagnant for 10 years. And yet we've had a bubble rise, pop, and rise yet again. Um, Incomes to what you do, Tony, how important is the ability to fund your monthly mortgage versus collateral, which is more important, your capacity to pay back the mortgage or the collateral, the amount of money you put down? The capacity. Okay. You have to be able to, you could have, I mean, we have FHA, for example, that you, know, you could put as little as 3.5% down. You have down payment assistance programs that are offered by you know, your local counties and cities uh, with uh, 100% financing. So, but you still have to pay it back. Um, there's a lot of what they call streamlined products, even with FHA and, and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. You still have to qualify. Even under HARP, you still have to qualify. So it's the capacity, but you also have to have a good credit score. So in the past, it was just your credit score. Now it's your capacity and your credit score. 
it's interesting to note that I refer to it as the three C's of credit, but there's you know more that to it than just that. But there's your credit score, i.e. the first C. That's important. There's the capacity, your ability to pay back, i.e. what's your income. And then there's the collateral. How much money do you put down? I recommend people put down some money. I'd rather you have skin in the game. Then you're going to be thinking more importantly about what you're buying. When you're putting 3% down or 0% down, you're like, Psh, I'll buy in stock and hope it goes up. It's all leverage. But if you're putting 20% down on the peninsula, it ain't all leverage. And you're thinking, which do I think is going to be better over the long term, Peninsula or Stockton? At this point in time, Stockton. Peninsula. Probably Stockton now. Well, yes. You're looking at, at you know, a lot of cities in the peninsula are over their peaks in 2007. Right. We were just looking at that today. So, um, yeah, you, just the theory of, of buy where the opportunities are, buy where nobody else is buying. Um, can, can also help you as an investor. But, you know, most people today, we have a lot of investors that have pulled out. Right. So most people that are buying today are not the speculators. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such low amount of inventory is changing hands right now. In the mortgage process and the refinance process, you taught me something kind of important, it, or you shine a little more light on it. The importance of if you have an old credit card, use that one versus the new credit card because it's more it's an aged account. And that goes into your credit score of how long have you had the accounts open? How long have you been able to use this without blowing up? For the purposes of radio, I answered your question in a very short form. But it, there are many, many factors that go into oh, the approval process. Not only the, the – the, you can have – for example, if you purchase a house, you have a, 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 an appraisal contingency. And most people think that's your value. It's not. It's the actual – you know, the, the – the condition of that report. It's the quality of it. Um, your credit score, you have to, you have a great credit score, but if you don't have enough trade lines, which are those credit cards and those old credit cards that have tenure, um, you can't get a loan. I, there was one guy who had real estate transactions in the past, mortgages. He's paid off his loan. He paid off all his credit cards. They're all gone. And he had a great credit score, but he had no trade line. He can't buy a house. Yeah. And he had great income. So it's a combination of every factor and the scenario itself. Are you doing cash out? Are you buying an investment property? Is it a second home? Is it a condo? Is the condo in litigation? Um, then you have to change transactions Is it at a higher rate. Do you qualify with the debt ratio? So there's, it's everything that goes together. Even things like if you want to show that you've got cash and your parents give you $10,000, you want to season that money. You want it in that bank account for three, four, five, six months and not 30 days. Because it's all going to be seen. You, you think you're going to hide something from a mortgage lender? I can't. You can actually get gifts from, from family, and, and then FHA opens it up a little bit more. But um, that's true. If you, you have to be able to document your uh, your down payment. But the, the rules in general are just getting tougher, Rob. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. He's my mortgage lender. You can find him online at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. What's on your financial mind? So, one of the things I try to do is try to bring some entertainment to the topic of getting your retirement. And, you know, the general premise is get a million dollars. At that point in time, we could start figuring out options for where you're going to live and options for how long your money's going to last and can you live off $40,000, which in the end, I think if you had to, you could. Um, I do want to bring up on from time to time that there are situations that need a little bit more love and a little bit more care than that I could pull off on this show. Um, so just know that's out there. Uh, this is not the end-all, be-all. I saw something kind of fun that, you know, you've been hearing GMs adding jobs and situations and scenarios like that that Trump's taking credit for. And a big company like GM probably doesn't add jobs in two weeks or less based on what the president says. So it's it was probably in the works on some level. And maybe it was pushed forward, things like that. No doubt. But one of the the jobs, we created jobs press releases that I recently saw, was Pizza Hut plans to open more stores, create 11,000 jobs. And my opinion on that is maybe just keep those jobs. (laughs) Maybe we don't need more Pizza Hut. Um, If you go back and take a look at stocks, um, in the last 10, 15 years... Domino's Pizza will come up as a pretty dominant investment. In the last 10 years, the stock's gone from $4, roughly $5, to where it is now, $165. Just an amazing investment, kind of like Amazon. Now, for my dollars, I go, okay, do I want Domino's? Do I want to buy Starbucks? What, how many, what do I want? And Domino's is a play on, is it fair to say, crappy food? Um, and I'm not knocking Domino's themselves. I'm saying you can get, you can feed a family of three or four for 15 bucks. And when you aren't seeing your wages increase, that's a restaurant, that's a trend that could beat restaurants. So, throwing that out there. So when I see a Pizza Hut announce that they're going to add 11,000 jobs, I'm like, okay, now, last year at this time we saw the people who are protesting the living wage. Um, it's tough to pay someone $15 and sell a pizza for $15 and make money. It gets to the point where, okay, how are you going to pull this off? Okay, wise guy. Eh. Um, but, like, when you take a look at Domino's, they run the world's number two pizza chain behind Pizza Hut. And Domino's has got 12,500 delivery locations, and Pizza Hut's adding 11,000. Um, which is kind of crazy. And you think about you know what they sell. Breadsticks, cheese bread, chicken wings. Things that will essentially kill you. Things without a lot of nutrition tied towards them. But again, you get a, a meal for $13, $14. Um, and that's got people pretty excited. So when I see stories like press releases, uh, or stories, I guess you could say it either way. You know, Pizza Hut plans to open... More stores, create 11,000 jobs. I, I meant jobs and not stores. I blew that one. Uh, but they're trying to expand the number of stores from 8,500 over the next couple of years. And one of 
part of the press release is if you become an employee, you can get 50% off tuition at Excelsior College to start career-boosting educational courses. Um, and they called the program Life Unboxed. Is it like a box of pizza? I'm like, ah, oh, cheesy, boo. But that's out there. So I see stories like that. I'm like, that's not the type of jobs we want. And it's probably not the type of business. If Pizza said, we've invented a flying car, I'd like to be, woohoo! That's something new. Thank you. Um, Tesla's getting a lot of love, and Tesla's having a, a good start to the year. It feels like the go, go, go tech days. Um, and what do I mean by that? Tesla is doing well. Amazon's doing well. Netflix is doing well. Facebook, not so much. Facebook's struggling a little bit this year. Uh, about a year ago, Wall Street experienced kind of a collective realization that Tesla is actually a car company. But they're also not. Companies like Ford and GM, they've been around for 80, 90 years, right? And they've been around long enough that you can have the concept in your head. they got a lot of legacy costs. A lot of retirees living off pensions. Um, Tesla doesn't. So when they, you know, start making money, it can, it can move pretty quickly to the bottom line. Um, so one analyst for Morgan Stanley is talking about Tesla, and he ultimately raised his price target to $305, and he placed an overweight and a buy rating on it. Uh, and the reason he's looking at it right now and talking about it, he said there's four major factors. A successful 2017 launch of the $35,000 Model 3 with better volume production driving in 2018. The emergence of electric vehicles is a core trend for big car makers. You saw at all the big tech shows and big car shows so far this year that electronic vehicles, although not a large part of our fleet yet, are expected to reach about 23% of the market in 2030. You got a disappearance of some of their high-tech competitors, like Faraday Future. Um gone. They're, they're going, they're burning cash. Um, so a lot of the high-tech competitors, also like Apple and Google, it doesn't look like they're going to be building cars anytime soon, if at all. And then you get a pro-U.S. manufacturing policy from the Trump administration, and Musk and his friends at Tesla are pretty well positioned. Now, two quarters ago, we were worried that they were buying Solar City and spending too much money for it. So the story is always going to be in kind of development. You need to be flexible. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. To win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner, Chad Burton, at an educational lunch event in Berkeley on February 9th. We'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. 
That's Thursday, February 9th, 11 a.m. lunch at the Berkeley Marina Doubletree. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RETIRE123. Hope to see you Thursday, February 9th. Once again, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Free for KDOW listeners using promo code RETIRE123. Is there a reason why I'm That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back, Ken. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. One of the biggest mistakes people make is... Just not one of the biggest mistakes. Oh, I hate to use that. I'm, I'm overusing that right now, and I'm going to try to change that. But a mistake that I see a lot is free money in a 401k. And people are like, I don't want to use my company 401k. I want to invest in an IRA on myself. Uh, free money is free money. The median family between the ages of 32 and 61 has just $5,000 saved in a retirement account. It's one of the decisions I made 20 years ago when I was on the East Coast, uh, I just come from New York and went to Washington, D.C., um, started a firm. Um, one of the things that you know I, I was very, 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 very clear about is that we have to educate people and we have to get them you know, further along the lines of getting them to retirement. Um, the 401k is a great tool to save for retirement. And... Sometimes you're going to have this urge to not want to do something. Maybe you don't want to pay taxes. Maybe you don't want to use the the corporate paperwork. Uh, trust me, free money, if they're giving you a 6% match or a 3% match, is amazing. It's like getting a 6% raise. So almost half of workers have no retirement savings whatsoever. Um, that's not good. So the rich are getting richer. The people who have you know little squirreling plans... Like I do. I've saved money every month since I was 18 years old. I plan to continue to do that till I'm dead. Hopefully. Um, keep in mind one of the things that I work in television, so sometimes I, I, I see the worst case scenarios. I work in radio and people contact me and they're like, you know, hey, I've been disabled. Uh, I'm not making as much as I used to. What's a hot stock? And I hate questions like that. Um, you know, I think a good stock or a good company is better than a hot stock for most people. Netflix and Amazon, they're hot stocks. Long term, I think both of them will, will be higher than they are today. But would I put new money into those? Absolutely not if your portfolio needs something else. Because both of those companies at times have given you amazing opportunities to get back in at lower prices. 
But again, now I'm starting to talk too much on stocks, and I don't want to do that. So don't forget, one of the things I do are seminars, and um, one of the things I want to do this year is uh, branch out to some new areas to talk to, new distribution levels. And I don't want to ever forget people from radio. I think uh, you've, you know, I'm not going to say saved my life, but you've been pretty darn wonderful, all things considered. Um, you can, um, how do I say this? We can chat later, uh, but I'm going to be doing an event coming up uh, in Berkeley at the Berkeley Marina. You can sign up for the event. It's tied towards income and retirement, retirement income strategies, estate planning seminar. Uh, I'm going to do my best to give you some really good content about the new year, you know, some ideas. You know, again, I do this for a living, and it's fun. Please be cautious on that. Sometimes I see people, and I, uh, you know, I got an email yesterday from someone who was a cancer survivor, and he's like, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this. And I said, at some point in time, turn this over to a professional. Because you're, when you're 60, you don't have time to fix your mistakes if there are mistakes. So just throwing that out there. Um, seeing all sorts of disasters in California from the rain um, and the drought and the rain after the drought and the rain ending the drought. Um, but we're seeing, you know, it, it just turned on the news. Uh, in Iran, a building came down on killed 30 plus people. In Italy, there was a landslide uh, tied towards snow that buried people alive. Uh, take a look. I saw, you know, in Tahoe recently, due to the wet rain that came down, the warm rain, it sent. 10,000 cubic yards of decomposed granite onto all westbound lanes on Interstate 80. Um, every now and then you see people just do stupid things like take their cars through rivers, <laughs> flooded streets that are basically rivers. Um, and I guess if there's a long story short on that is be prepared for the worst case scenario. Um, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of people lives end. I'm seeing a lot of disasters. Uh, financially, you know, you don't want water to cost you a lot of money. And water's pretty damaging. It's, I'm not going to say water's evil. I'm not going to go that far. But water's kind of evil. So, Netflix um, added more subscribers than expected. And a lot of people, you know, you're going to get to a point at time where you have peak people in the United States using Netflix. And then you're also going to, you know, Amazon's going to start closing some of the gap. You're going to see uh, HBO continue to, you know, close the gap a little bit with Netflix. So Netflix has to stay really a good step ahead. And so far, they're doing a pretty nice job of it. Um, they signed a deal recently with Jerry Seinfeld, who, if you've ever watched Comedians in Cars, it's a cute show, and you don't get caught up in all the commercials. And if you have children, like commercials, I'm not going to say they're evil. But they get your kids wound up, and I want, I want, I want. Um, so that's out there these days. A couple other things we should talk about. Don't forget, i got a big seminar coming up in early February. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, Netflix, so one more thing on Netflix. As great as the subscriber ad was, their projected negative free cash flow is about $2 billion, up from negative $1.7 billion last year. 
So they are losing a lot of money, um, creating a lot of content. And yeah, they've got Chris Rock signed to some comedy shows. They've got Amy Schumer signed. They've got um, Jerry Seinfeld signed. They've got a powerhouse. Um, it's going to be tough to replicate that. It costs a lot of capital to replicate that. Um, I have to imagine that Apple's kicking themselves for not buying them a couple of years ago. So, other stories to think about. Um, for women, and I love women. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. But working in the financial advice business, I could tell you that, you know, um, women are becoming a much larger part of the clientele. We don't need that right now. Um, I don't think it's surprising since the number of wealthy women in the United States is rising twice as fast as the number of wealthy men. Uh, women control as much as two-thirds of the nation's wealth. 45% of American millionaires today are women, and they control about $11.2 trillion. So women live longer than men, so there's going to be more economic challenges. There's going to be the economic challenge of living longer and obviously needing more. There's going to be the economic challenge of the pay gap. In 2015, women earned just 80% of what men were paid. Earnings, earning less leads to a lower level of future Social Security benefits. Um, so that payout from 60 to 100 when you retire, roughly 60, um, you get less in Social Security because you earned less in your career. Well, 80 cents versus the dollar. In 2012, women over 65 received on average $12,500 in Social Security. Men on average 16,398. Now keep in mind, women live longer than men. Um, then women will have the baby, where that creates all sorts of issues at the workforce. Um, they'll spend a fewer years in the workforce, taking you know the stay-at-home approach. Not all women do that. I'm not saying that. Um, but they're less likely to qualify for company-sponsored plans sometimes because they haven't been at work, quote-unquote, because they've been raising that kid, which, trust me, raising a kid, my mom raised six kids, I know that's a job. So I think financial advisors, and women in particular, need to make sure that, you know, they treat women differently than men. Um I think for a lot of women, they are natural investors. They set goals. They do their homework. Um, they ask for help when they need to. A lot of men, and I see this, is they're very arrogant. Um, they're very quick to turn on you. They're very quick to bite you. Um, they don't want to do a lot of homework. They want to be told what to buy. But, you know, creating a budget is like the best thing in the world. Understanding credit and debt is fantastic. Uh, women need more retirement funds. Those who reach the age of 65 in 2012 are expected to live on average an additional 20, 20 and a half years. So if you know someone who hit 65 in a couple of years ago, they're likely going to live another 20 and a half years. That's If you retire at 65 and you live 20 years, do you have enough money to pay yourself in the next 20 years? Um, just throwing it out there. Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Uh, you'll always learn more if you come to one of my events at robblack.com, robblackshow.com if you want to learn more about them. Got one coming up in Berkeley at the marina. Uh, I'd love to see you out there. We'll take a break here. I'll be right back. Find me at robblackshow.com. 
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.